Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 28. We're discussing Justice League Rogue One and Independence Day Resurgence. I'm your host Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Oh wait, no, sorry, wrong podcast. Jeez, I've been away for so long I even forgot my own tagline. 13 episodes. Jeez, <laughs> let's just say I was more exclusive. I was hard to get a hold of than a Garth Brooks CD in Wakanda. What? <laughs> oh, I've missed this <laughs> randomness. What do you think about that joke? That was literally yeah. ever since I left. I've been planning that joke until today. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How've you been, man? How's nerding going? Uh, nerding's been going a little slow, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we just had a baby, and I uh, just been studying for this exam, and I finished a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I could have been on this podcast, but to be honest with you, I haven't done a lot of nerding, so I feel like I wouldn't have had anything to contribute. Um, one of the things we want to talk about today, because um, you guys recently had babies. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Well, I didn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, we live in uh, exciting times. Maybe one day you could have a baby, That's, that's okay. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to speak, coming at this fairly recently. It's tough to get back into nerding because, like, you know, you're, you're exhausted at the end of the day and you're like, well, I could read this one issue of Justice League, but you know what? Sleep sounds rather good right now, so I think I'm going to go with the sleep. Like, how did you guys get back into nerding? I'm just slowly getting back into it now. I think it takes a little time to, to kind of get back into it but just because when you're looking at things and you're you're reading stuff and watching movies and that one, you don't have the time. Two, it's difficult to register exactly what you're doing. Because yeah. I find, especially when you're tired, even if you don't have a baby or whatever, if you're trying to read a comic book at night in bed or whatever, and you kind of get there, I get through several pages and I'm like, I don't even know what I've read. So I just <laughs> yeah. close it. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things that you kind of just have to get yourself back into real slowly. Yeah. yeah. Because like it's hard to even escape to a movie. Yeah. Let alone to the comic book shop yeah. or to, to go on a toy run or whatever. You have yeah. to find those little times. You're also trying to give your wife a break. Yeah. Too. So yeah. it's like you running away to a movie theater for two hours is sometimes difficult to do, especially sure. if the baby's waking up every two hours. So mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, I could, we didn't have the podcast to lean back on or, yeah. or to do research for. So we weren't kind of, kind of you know, thrown into the throngs of having to get right back into it, which right. is probably a good thing that you did not jumping right back in because it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And because there's so much content too, especially yeah. as a movie watcher, a comic book reader, yeah. a collector of action figures and all yeah. that. It's hard to get back into everything. And mm-hmm. it's, I think slowly immerse yourself back into little things starting with movies yeah. is what i did and then yeah. back in the comic books and the nice thing about comic books they're usually always going to be there yeah. and yeah. if you really need to get the trades or you don't want to get the single issues you can catch up pretty quick over a shorter period of time if you just concentrate on it that's so. true. yeah it's true and i feel for you too man because you know when i when i had my baby the comic books wasn't as packed as it is right now like we have yeah um, secret wars and then we have the Avengers War uh, standoff, yeah, was it? And then we have uh, Rebirth going on, and right. then we have Secret or Civil War. There's a lot of events going on right now, so it's, it's hard to keep up with. So, and you're uh, in the middle of man. summer blockbuster movie season, yeah. Too. Yeah, you know? definitely so should have planned this a little bit better. We'll have our baby next time at like January when all none of the good movies yeah. come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, like it took me a while, and then I read Rebirth. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, um, loved the shock ending. Right. I mean, we're still talking about that, and it's just. Oh, it's just awesome. It's huge. Is the Watchmen going to fight the Justice League? I'm thinking so. Oh my god, right? like how awesome would that oh, be? The comedian, watch, uh, oh. Mr. Mr. Manhattan himself. Yeah. And uh, what's the other guy? What's his name with the oh, hat? Oh, Rorschach. Uh, Rorschach? Yes, right? Ozymandias? Like the Wolverine of that universe. Yeah. 
Oh, that's going to be badass. Can they even put up a fight other than Dr. Manhattan, though? Like, I don't know much about the characters, but is that actually going to be something where they can actually yeah, scrap well, it out? Well, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, I don't really think so, but I think it'll just be cool to have these character matchups. Yeah. You know, like uh, the comedian against Batman, yep. Manhattan against Superman. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I think that'll be pretty neat. So well, they're, yeah. they're bringing them into the DC comic universe proper? Like, is that like what they're doing? That's totally? what they're saying, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Because I guess, yeah. you know, uh, going off of Flashpoint, we all thought mm -hmm. that was Flash that caused this new 52, but I guess yeah. it's actually Dr. Manhattan that's, yeah. that's reconstructed this universe into what we know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's huge. Like, the Watchmen are probably the most popular and best comic book series we've ever had. Yeah. And then going up against the Justice League, I mean, I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to integrate. That's great, yeah. But uh, good on them. Like, I want all of Alan Moore's stuff. Like, V for Vendetta, if you could bring him yeah. in. People are going to bitch about it and be like, oh, don't touch the Watchmen. But the thing is, this doesn't affect the Watchmen 12-issue no. miniseries. No, not right? at all. That's all going to stay the same. Let's see. I want to see what those characters can do, you know, outside of that 12-issue miniseries. That's right. So. Do they have much going on outside of that? I know they did before the Watchmen or whatever right. it's called. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was hit or miss. I mean, the best one was by the late uh, Darn Cook. He did uh, Minuteman, and it was kind of like the group before Watchmen. Yeah. Um, but, like, it kind of, like, pittered out, and, like, it went out with a whimper. But besides that and the movie... Not much. Do you think this could be also... Because I've heard whispers of Jeff Jarrett is potentially doing a Watchmen TV series. Do you think this is all kind of oh, perfect timing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Him and Zack Snyder have been talking about That's right. it yeah. on HBO. Right, a yeah. 12 which would be like the home for it, right? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I never, yeah. didn't That'd hear that. Really yeah. cool. That's the secret project they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah, That's right? what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. 12 issues, yeah. or 12 episodes, so each episode's an issue. I think that's right. a better way to do it than the movie. I mean, the For movie sure. was fantastic. I thought but, so. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's so hard to pack 12 issues in three and a half hours or four hours. So would yeah. this be like a different telling of the same story, or would this be kind of a different story with the similar characters? I think, think it's going to be a retelling, right? I think it's going to be like based off the actual graphic novel, I think. Oh, okay, well. yeah. I, I think, but who knows? Yeah. yeah. So you'd be rehashing quite a few things. And like the visually, that was a really good looking movie. Right. Yeah. And I actually quite liked the story Definitely. and all that in yeah. it. I even like how they tweaked the end from the yeah. graphic novel. And, the octopus. Yeah, it seemed to make a bit more sense <laughs> yeah. thematically, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it'd be interesting to see stuff like that. And yeah. I, I like I don't have any attachment to Watchmen or really the the DC cinema or DC comic universe. Yeah. So I'm happy to see stuff like this. And if I can kind of get into like I promise to read some of the stuff oh, yeah. and yeah. get understanding, it might be something I pick up because. Is there? There's not an ongoing Watchmen series, is there? There never has been. No, there hasn't. And so there, there's always kind of just these graphic novels or short kind of miniseries, right? Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if they start to do something like that. If you all of a sudden you have like a Rorschach ongoing series, yeah. Or like that. So they could play into a lot of these characters if they do find favor with the fan base. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a. I think that's a really good idea, and I think they should pursue it. I mean. As I said, people are going to complain, but people complain anyway, so you can't listen to the haters. No. no. Um, and the other series I started getting into was Wonder Woman. Um, her right. rebirth has been really good. You're liking it. Yeah, yeah, I'm really liking it's it. It's kind of mysterious, right? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like going back to her origins. She's kind of confused. Like It tells like she has three different origins that she's had throughout the years, and yeah. it's telling, retelling those and which one is her actual one. Yeah. And it's really cool because there's two issues that come out a month, so the first one will be an ongoing and then the second one will be a year one retelling That's of her origin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I actually like what they did with her origin in the new 52. Absolutely. Which is cool, right? Yeah. With um, the God of War and she takes on the Minotaur. I thought yeah. that was pretty sweet as it was. but Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll keep it. I mean, I guess for the movie they're doing that because i heard zeus is going to be in wonder woman that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's yeah. awesome i love like the greek mythology and stuff oh, yeah. i think it's dc's answer to thor oh for yeah, sure yeah definitely. Yeah, sure. Definitely. yeah with a little touch of captain america with the yeah. time piece too yeah, right? yeah yeah that's right with her going back in like world war one yes and, yeah yeah no, so we're gonna be talking 
all of June's releases yeah. for Rebirth yeah. next week. So we're yeah. talking Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, all those. The Rebirth issue number ones and the actual number ones. Mm-hmm. At least the ones that we have our hands on. Right <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, so that means i got to get a lot of reading in then, eh? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Was there, there's got to be about 20 issues or so, I think, already released. For sure, yeah. Especially yeah. with like the main titles coming out twice a month now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like Detective Comics, Comics Detective, yeah. Yeah. Batman, Superman. Awesome, yeah, awesome. So. No, looking it's really to good content they're pumping yeah. out right now. I can't yeah. stress it anymore. Yeah, no, it yeah. seems like DC has been really riding the ship. And uh, part of that is correcting some of the missteps from Batman v Superman. What are you and... talking about? <laughs> I love that movie. I don't think there's been an issue of the Nerd Room um, since the movie's come out that we haven't at least brought up. Batman vs. Superman, at least once. I did make a promise a couple of podcasts ago that I wouldn't really talk about it, and I broke that right after. So. Yes, it does appear that with the release of all of this Justice League news yes. by WB or DC or whomever, Zack Snyder and company, yeah. that they're doing a little bit of damage control. They're trying yes. to alleviate some of the concerns of the fans and of the backlash that the movie mm-hmm. did get. Yeah. And Zack Snyder addressed that right in some of his comments, saying that he's taken what we as fans fans have said to heart and actually applied that to this justice league movie mm-hmm. and so we had they had some set visits yep. and they released yep. some scenes and yep. a lot of information actually quite a bit more than we thought because we speculated a bit last week about what we thought it was going to be was it going to be just a a photo of the crew right. the photo yep. of you know all the the heroes assembled yeah. green lantern <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, that. something really like that yeah. right yeah and earlier on in the week there was some releases from, uh, I can't remember, it was some sort of uh, merchandising or advertising conference in Vegas, and they're showing some of the new Wonder Woman logos, some yeah. of the new logos for the DC movies, yeah. look yeah. very comic-esque, right. and yeah. so the Green Lantern's Corp was actually one of the logos that they, they had there, That's cool. That's right. and so there's some speculation running around that, what exactly were they going to release, and then they just hammered us with an enormous amount of information, yeah. including the villain, costumes, the individual scenes, yeah. what Jim Gordon's going to be doing. Right. So we're going to talk a bit about that right now. Cool. Jim Gordon is jacked. You yes. guys see that picture? Oh my God, he's 60 years old. He looks like Santa Claus, if like Santa Claus could kick your ass. Yeah. Like with his beard and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. oh my God. Huge. So yeah. he's going to have like the classic Jim Gordon look. Yeah, the mustache. Oh. Yeah, the mustache, awesome. except for he's going to be enormous. <laughs> yeah. I really like J.K. Simmons. I mean, I don't know if you guys seen Whiplash. Oh, yeah. I love some Whiplash. Oh, such love a fantastic film. Yeah. Holy. Such a great film. And if he could bring that intensity. Yeah. I'm sold. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, you're looking for a very intense, very weathered Jim Gordon. I would assume yeah. by his yeah. look and the the actor that they're gotten for that role mm-hmm. is that he's going to be someone that's seen most of what Batman has seen yeah. through kind of the the entirety of Batman's timeline through a story. Yeah. So he looks like he's going to be kind of war weary. Kind of a weathered, worn sort of character, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that take a lot. Yeah, no, I think it's a good addition. You know, part of the Dark Knight trilogy that made it so successful was all those side characters were all well done. Jim Gordon, um, Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman yeah. did a fantastic job. And I think, you know, all those all the movies that do really well, like you look at Avengers, all those side characters, everyone played their role fantastically. You need those kind of character actors to really prop up the movie so that's not just the heavyweights carrying it exactly and jk simmons is more than capable of doing that and i think he's going to add a lot to this role i i, I can't wait like I, you know i was super excited for justice league before i'm more excited now i mean that goes to the top of my list for my number one favorite movie oh, wow. most anticipated for 2017 already justice league that's awesome you know i gotta be honest um <laughs> leaving batman v superman i wasn't so interested mm-hmm. in the justice league 
actually kind of threw me off. But you know, hearing these this new news, um, Zack Snyder's new vision for yeah. this movie, it kind of got me back on board. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm not going to have as much high hopes as I did with Batman vs Superman, though. I think that yeah. was my mistake. So this, this Justice League movie, so it drops November 17th, 2017. We've got Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman before that. Huge, huge stakes. Yes. Yeah. They, they stakes. have to do well. Yes, they, they do. To, yeah. And we, Suicide Squad is trending very, very well right now on social yeah. media. And that's usually as a, used as a proxy to figure how well it's going to do in theaters. So it's trending as good as Rogue One is right wow. now. Now we're, we're quite offset from Rogue One's release. We haven't mm-hmm. seen much from the movie. And there's been a bit of scares around kind of the reshoots and that. But again, that's not to take away from what Suicide, Suicide Squad is getting as far as the hype behind it from the fans, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This Justice League movie, though, it's going to be now a standalone movie. Yeah. Yep. It's no longer a part one or part two. So <laughs> right. it, they've, yeah. they've kind of taken that away, They've, which is good, I think. So they've taken mm-hmm. away this, this idea that it's going to be, it's not going to finish. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right? That it's going to end on some sort of cliffhanger. We're going to be sitting there waiting like, Okay, now we have to wait another year yeah. for this to kind of resolve itself. That's right. I think yeah. it's good. So it's concentrating on telling a single story, which I think will benefit Zack Snyder a bit. Because <laughs> it seems like in Batman vs. Superman, he's kind of all over the place trying mm. to see the universe. This, at least he's got somewhat of the universe set up from his previous two movies. Yeah. And now he can just focus in on telling a Justice League story. And That's I think true. he'll really benefit from removing the part one and just mm-hmm. saying, this is it. Yeah. yeah. So and he's also acknowledged the fact that it's going to be a much lighter tone. And you can see from mm-hmm. the scene descriptions that yeah. Flash seems to be at least one of the characters that they're going to be leading on comedically a bit. Yeah. yeah. I heard he's like the answer to the MCU Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 He's kind of like younger and he's like, you know, he brings in more of that comedic element. And I think he'll he'll do well with kids, I yeah, think. He'll be good. And he, he'll be different from the uh, Barry Allen we know on the Flash TV yeah. show, yeah. too. Yeah. I, I mean, Batman vs. Superman, you couldn't really bring your kids to it. I, I, you no. know? Yeah, I guess you're right. So, yeah. like, Justice League, I think, will benefit from having that Flash and having that more lighter tone. I think you'll see a bigger box office gross because I think it'll be all-inclusive for all ages as opposed to Batman vs. Superman. I still saw six-year-olds there, but not as much as I expected. Yeah. You know, like, when you go see Civil War, or maybe not Civil War, but you go see Ant-Man, you see, like, a lot of, like, kids, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think there was kids actually at our screening because yeah. uh, someone cried. Oh, really? And, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah, this is one of those things that they really have to concentrate on the tone mm-hmm. and also setting that up for the audience to realize the difference. Right, they have to bring a lot of people back in. Yeah, because a lot of people are going to say, "I'm not. I don't really want to see this." They're not. Gonna, they're not involved like us. They're getting all this news yeah. and mm-hmm. kind of trying to report on it, discuss yeah. it, kind of suss out things that you know might help us come back to the the DC cinematic universe. Right. Yeah. But other people are going to say, "The last one wasn't very good. I'm not going to waste my money. I'll wait for it to come out on Netflix or whatever." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they have to try, and I think that's what they're doing here, yeah. damage control. Oh, for yeah. sure. You know, bring people back in and say, look, we're trying something different. Acknowledge the mistakes. That's right. Which is good. Yep. It's That's a first step. Right? <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. And Definitely. I think that it's good what they're doing. I want to bring a comparison from the past. Back in, I think it was 92, Warner Brothers released a film, Batman Returns. And it didn't tank, but it didn't do as well as they expected at the box office because it had such a dark tone. You know, that's a very dark movie. Yeah. And then Warner Brothers was like, we're going to lighten it up. We're going to make it more kid-friendly again. Sell toys. Yeah, sell toys. And they gave us Batman Forever, which killed it at the box office. And people were like, okay, yeah, this was good. But looking back now, Batman Returns is a far superior movie than Batman Forever. Definitely. Are we going to get the same mistake? Is this going to go completely 180 and be like slapstick humor where, you know? I I don't think so. They've got... 
a very clear blueprint that Marvel has laid out. <laughs> yeah. A formula, if you will. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're going to go and copy, yeah. but they have at least kind of a tone that's been set yeah. on how to balance it out. Yeah. So they have to try to do it differently. But there is a fine line that you can walk. We saw it in Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it in the other movies in the MCU that you can walk that line and with the comedy, the lightheartedness, but also the serious tones, the fight scenes. And then you can see the other way it's gone yeah. in the MCU with Thor The Dark World. Yeah. They leaned a bit too heavy. They didn't have the right comedic uh, actors in there yeah. to, mm-hmm. to bring across the lines. They had too much of the Darcy. Right. Thor was good with the comedy, yeah. but it was just leaning too much on a sitcom comedy star, right? And yeah. so they have to kind of find that balance. And it flashes the way in for the audience as far as the comedy goes to bring something a bit more lighthearted. Because you see from Batman vs Superman, Batman isn't going to be the comedic no. guy. He may no, have a no. line or two yeah. that's a bit quippy, a bit funny, yeah. but he can't come out and just all of a sudden be Mr. Jokes, right? No. no. And so they have to make sure they're balancing the characters yeah. out. They could lean on, say, Aquaman a bit for this fish out of water, yeah. if you will. Yeah, Drax character. Yeah. Almost, right? yeah. 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 Right? Exactly. And yeah. just lean on that a bit and say, oh, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about, so he's asking a lot of weird questions like That's Drax right. would. Maybe he's very literal. Right. Yeah. So right. It's, it's using the new characters <laughs> to bring that in and yeah. kind of staying with the tone that you've set with these characters. Although yeah. we are seeing from some of these scene descriptions and that from the news yeah. that Batman is kind of re-enlightened. You know, he has this reinvigoration for humanity, humanity because right. of what Superman, Superman sacrificed. Yeah. yeah. And so that, again, they're going to see, looks like they're trying to ease up on Batman being kind of this murderer. Yeah. <laughs> very dark, bitter character. Yeah. Almost, right? I, I just want to say, you know, I watched Civil War. Captain America killed a lot of people in that movie. You know, he, <laughs> he, he, he killed a lot. Been, I think he's been known. I think... Oh, think Captain America is like, I guess, the Boy Scout kind of rep, but I think he's actually been known to kill. I mean, he fought in World War II, right? So we know this well, guy. That's a little different than like some guy who's just guarding, I don't know, yeah. like some secrets. That's true. I, but, I think he killed it, one, didn't he? <laughs> you get hit by that shield in the face, you're not coming back. Maybe not the same. <laughs> <laughs> but one of your point, you know, you bring up a good point because, like you said, um, Batman 1, 89, mm-hmm. was, you know, had a serious tone, and then part 2, so and so, and then part 3, or Batman Forever, yeah. went totally drastically different and tried selling toys and we've seen this before with even Amazing Spider-Man 1 yeah pretty serious tone and then it went somewhere completely different with Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 so I really do hope that DC and I've been saying this over and over <laughs> again yeah. that they have their blueprint set out yeah. laid out and, and, and just execute because from Man of Steel yeah. to BVS to this movie now we've seen like three different directions they're going so yeah. with one director yeah. one writer one director, yeah. right? so that kind of scares me well you know um, I'm going to defend Zack Snyder a bit here because before Batman vs. Superman came out, it's not like he forgot how to make superhero movies. Yeah. He gave us 300 Watchmen, Man of Steel. Like, those are three of the best, some of my favorite superhero movies. Them. Yeah. Yep. But they're, they're individual focused stories. Yeah. Right? This true. was a lot of universe, universe building. building. Yeah. yeah. Which may not be his strong suit. Even Watchmen was a lot of universe, but it's somewhat contained, right? right? And he had a very, very definitive story to tell. Yeah. It was a 12-issue graphic novel. This was pulling from everything and then trying to include Aquaman, Flash, and all that. It was just, mm-hmm. I think, a bit of that. And I think maybe he's now found his footing. Maybe Ben Affleck's helping out a bit. Maybe he's got yeah. a bit more of the, the writers, Jeff Johns and those guys coming yeah. in and saying, yeah. Yeah. here, let's construct this a bit more solidly. Let's make sure that we have answers for the questions that people are going to be asked. <laughs> exactly. For the questions that are asked in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's what they're trying to accomplish with some of this. For sure. Do you think yeah. we'll see another ultimate cut? Of this movie, you, you know, I think we will. Zack Snyder yeah. has been known to do that with Watchmen. 
Um, I read online that Man of Steel, there's like a three and a half hour cut out there that wow. they haven't released yet. Oh, I'd eat that up. No oh, time. I'd buy that at oh, yeah. first day. Definitely. I don't even know why it's not released yet. I know. Um, and then it's Batman vs. Superman. The Ultimate Cut's been getting some pretty good reviews. I mean, I That's haven't seen it yet, yeah. but apparently it's an improvement on the uh, theatrical cut. So yeah. Awesome. I'm not in favor of shooting for a long cut. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to tell a story in two hours. A sure. swift, yeah. well-cut story. Yeah. Sure, I know. Maybe it's fan service to do mm-hmm. the three-hour cut, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you can't tell your story, you have to cut certain things out yeah. Yeah. to get down to a runtime that is sufficient to, for people to sit in a movie and actually take in what's going on. Mm-hmm. Instead of a drag, you can't sit in a movie for three hours. Yeah. It's hard to do that in front of your own TV screen. Exactly. Because yeah. you have other distractions, you have a phone and that to keep you, you know, for the uninteresting parts. But mm-hmm. it's very difficult at times, I think, to do that. And if you can make a movie that's swift enough, that can tell a decent enough story in, a, in two hours, yeah. then you have to go back to your drawing board and say, look, what can we take out of here that won't affect the tone of the movie, won't affect the overall arc of our main characters? I'm thinking like Lois Lane gone. I've said it a million freaking times, <laughs> yeah. but I know we're not going to get back into it, but that's the type of thing I want them to do in Justice mm-hmm. League. Yeah. Let's get right into it. So one of the, the scenes here that they're talking about is kind of the first meeting of Commissioner Gordon with Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash and that, right? Yeah. I'm assuming this is relatively early on because they seem to be still recruiting guys like Cyborg and that. Yeah. So if this is earlier on, we're not going to waste time you know, mm-hmm. telling Cyborg's story, telling Flash's story. Yeah. Let's just jump right into it, right? right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that seems like what they're doing here. We, we've established the characters. People know enough about what's going on in this universe, at mm-hmm. least from what you can gather from Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Let's just go right into it. Yeah. Take yeah. some cues from Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, they didn't tell us about Drax's story. We kind of found that out as it went on. Rocket Raccoon, Groot, you know, we kind of found out their stories as that movie went along. Yeah. So do the same thing. I mean, Cyborg... Yeah, he's not as popular, but you can probably tell his story as it goes along. Aquaman, but you don't, you don't need to sit there and tell Cyborg's origin story. You can just say, hey, hey it's Cy- Cyborg. It's Cyborg. <laughs> and just go with it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you, can, yeah. you get it. It's a yeah. dude that has metal arms, he's a Robocop, metal face, whatever, right? Yeah. You don't need to you know, elaborate on his backstory, his father. You get kind of that contextually yeah. from, mm-hmm. from the setup. And you, you can do that in his own movie. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. You can address all that later. It's like Spider-Man in Civil War. I know we've had like eight or five or six Spider-Man movies, yeah. but just Black Panther. Exactly. Just yeah. chuck him in there and just, just say, yeah. this is Black Panther. This is what he's doing. He's chasing this because he's pissed off. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And I bought it and it was a great movie. So yeah, yeah I agree. So seeing this, sorry, do you think DC's made the right decision? By kind of going in reverse of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, do you think everybody should have just done the standalone movies and then built up to the Justice League as opposed to kind of doing this this half-assed kind of you know team up movie and then going into the Justice League? I'm gonna say they're doing it right because when you have Batman vs Superman, they obviously expected that to be a bigger hit, right? But that's their two big guns, right? Huge. So I mean, I don't think the DC heroes are as popular as some of the Marvel heroes. Like, you couldn't do a standalone cyborg film and expect that to make $300 million in North America. Right. Or a standalone Aquaman film and expect that to make $300 million in North America. Right. Your expectations are different now, though. Like, mm-hmm. Captain America made $170 million. Thor made $170. Yeah. Exactly. Batman just came out and made $170. Exactly. And people were happy with yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. So we I can't expect Batman. every single character to be making the $300 million plus. That's exactly. true. We're just getting to that level with Captain America. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, the last Captain America, Winter Soldier only opened to $90 million, And people right. were ecstatic about it, right? Yeah. yeah. And That's now, true. if anything opens under $140 million for these things, <laughs> people failure. are freaking out about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so people have to bring down these expectations yeah. and say, yeah. look, we can tell origin stories, 
but we don't need these to be enormous blockbusters. That's mm-hmm. a Deadpool is a perfect example. Yeah, fifty-eight right? million bucks because yes. of, and it made like god awful amount Buckets. of money. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, you just have to do it right. Yeah. yeah. And you have to like the Deadpool is another character that no one really knew what about, and it was rated R, and yeah. it still yeah. did really well. So yeah. you can do these things right. Sure. Yeah. And your question about them doing it kind of in the reverse order, I yeah. think it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think even now Marvel doesn't have the leeway to do origin stories really anymore. They got Doc Strange coming out fine. Yeah. But like Black Panther is introduced in this. And I think you're going to see a lot of characters being introduced in mm-hmm. other people's movies. Exactly. Yeah. To avoid this. Captain Marvel has been rumored to for years. And I think it's more or less been confirmed by the Russos that she's going to show up in Infinity War nice. before her movie. Oh, right. okay. That's yeah. pretty cool. So it's the introduction there. So yeah, you just sure. kind of roll through it, right? Yeah. yeah. So. I guess I've been thinking of Wonder Woman. I think a lot of more people are excited to see that movie after her brief appearance in Batman vs Superman. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I don't think that movie's going to cost two hundred fifty million to make. It'll probably be maybe one hundred twenty million budget. Yeah. yeah. So it'll make back its money and it'll do it'll do great. So well, I hope it'll do great. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Trey, you mentioned the mother box. Yes. yes. So yes. that's something, again, that came out in this news. These are going to be the MacGuffins of the DC Cinematic University. Right. Well, the DC's Infinity Stones. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's going to be what they're chasing in at least the Justice League. Yeah. And Steppenwolf. Yeah. Right? So uh, the German band, the heavy metal yeah. band? Is that it? <laughs> it's brother or uncle yeah. of Darkseid. Oh, I've read both. Brother. Bro, it doesn't matter. I can't remember if he's the uncle of Oron and the brother. I don't know. I don't know. We'll say, I think it's, <laughs> I think his brother. I, th- I think he's Darkseid's brother, but the uncle of Oron, right? I think he's a brother from another mother. No. Yeah. <laughs> Box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be one of these boxes on Earth, one in Atlantis, and one in Themyscira. Yes. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. It's going to be a way to chase around the different worlds, right? Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I really like that, actually. Can you explain a mother box to me? Yes. So a mother box is like a transportation device. You get it and you can automatically transfer from Earth to Apocalypse. And so I guess they want to get it so that way then the Parademons or um, Darkseid doesn't have free reign or free access into Earth. Okay, so it's like a portal? Yes. To keep them out, Yeah. basically. Yeah, so I think they're like... If it, falls into, yeah, if it falls into the wrong hands, then Darkseid can have access to Earth kind of right. thing. So it's basically going to be Steppenwolf coming to Earth mm-hmm. with the parademons, apparently, yeah. to find the Mother Boxes to allow Darkseid to eventually come to Earth. And then run the, run the Earth, I guess. Yeah, run the yeah. So how did these Mother Boxes end up on the Earth, basically? Good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Huh. I'm not sure. Um, Kryptons, maybe. The Kryptonians. Oh, maybe, yeah. I think in the New 52, wasn't it... Um, they were just there. They're just there. They all activated, and then all the parademons just flooded into Earth. Yeah, I can't remember. You know, it'd be a cool way if it tied to uh, the Guardians. Of the Guardians. Uh, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be amazing. Tied into uh, the Green Lanterns. Yes. yes. They're a protector of like you yeah. know the galaxies and whatnot. Yeah. That'd be kind of neat tied into them. Oh, I mean, Green Lantern is such an untapped potential. Oh, you, could, you could do so much with those guys. They right? could have their own X Men universe sure. where they're completely separate, and then they just like join in for like a Justice League movie. Yeah. Like, you could easily do a trilogy of Green Lantern movies. It's just him in space. Easily. It's just uh, it's too bad that the first one was such a bomb. Just bombed. Yeah. yeah. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Deadpool bombed in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, and then he got the correct uh, treatment. So maybe. DC will listen. Exactly. If they're yeah. listening to this podcast, which I'm sure Jeff Johns is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hot toys, if you guys are listening to, yeah. you know what to do. Yeah. Uh, so hot toys, you know, if we uh, give you guys free advertising and you want to hook us up with some toys, uh, don't don't be shy. <laughs> it's all right. We're friends here. Come over. We'll give you a little back rub. <laughs> Bust out that oil you like. The scented one. You know which Ooh, one, hot toys. Bad. You bad boy. <laughs> Big Bad Toy Store, you too, come on over. 
Everyone's getting back rubs here. Come on over. Happy ending back rubs, right? <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so there was a cut scene from Batman vs. Superman, yeah. which apparently will end up in the ultimate cut, of Steppenwolf with the mother boxes, some sort of like hologram or whatever. Mm-hmm. This has to, to do with when Lex is in the ship. Yeah, and right. when I first saw it, it was someone had posted like, "Oh my god, it's a trailer for uh, Justice League," and I was yeah. like, "Whoa, someone's taking an image out of a video game. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing." <laughs> and so I was like, "What is happening here?" And so it actually is a deleted scene, right. so we're yeah. going to see it, and so that is somewhat setting up this mm-hmm. whole idea of Mother Box. And I think the cyborg scene had a Mother Box or something, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which was like a New Fifty Two origin, okay, yeah, I think for for. Um... Victor Stone. Yeah, they yeah. so he's like the mother box goes off and I guess it fuses with his body. Right. So that allows him to have access to all computers on Earth at the same time and That's right. he has some transportation so he can go to Apocalypse, I think. Oh, okay. It it'll be interesting to see if they uh keep his origin. His original origin, he was a boxer. But as you know, boxing's kinda of gone the way of horse racing. So in the new one he was a football player. That's right, yeah. I think the boxer is a cooler origin. I mean having a boxer and having him fight. Yeah. UFC fighter, he could go that route. You really could actually. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Or like ultimate rollerblading or something. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? A rollerball or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently Batman. Yes. He's gonna have a couple suits, new yeah. suits. Yeah. Anything to sell toys. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Right. He's, he's like the Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Universe, right? Probably a new suit every single... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got a couple new vehicles. We've got the Flying Fox. Uh, yeah. Not I have solo. no idea what these are, yeah. by the way. I, I think that's just a movie creation. I've never heard of it before. This is like a team vehicle. Yeah. yeah. You have Wonder Woman who can fly. Flash, yeah. you can run forever. Oh, yeah. So fast. Superman eventually, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, like, none of these people need a car. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just Batman. Yeah. All right, guys, get in. Do we have to get in there? Do we have to get in there? You'll hurt his feelings if you don't get in. literally get in seconds. With the merchandise for Batman going back for years, right? they've always sold on yeah. toys and... Like the the bat wing, the bat jet, yeah. You know, yeah, all that stuff. So I'm disappointed they didn't go with the uh, base on the moon. The base, oh, like that's so cool <laughs> yeah. from the comic book, yeah. so iconic. The, the or, Robin one, yeah, yeah. yeah. or yeah. even the uh, satellite orbiting Earth, like that's cool too. I mean, that's so I'm much better. To drift into <laughs> obscurity here. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you know what? Just embrace it. Like, just go back to your roots. It's like rebirth. Go yeah. back to your roots, DC. Like. This flying fox thing? I don't know. Like, that's the one thing I heard I was a little disappointed with. Yeah. I was like, I don't really know. Like, maybe it'll be cool. But I, I just can't see it. Like, Why even call it the flying fox, though? This is Batman. We're is it about, maybe right? Lucius yeah. Fox? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Maybe yeah, it is. That's probably something. Because oh, like. then yeah. there's also the new Batmobile is called Nightcrawler. Oh. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like a spider? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. So it has, like, mechanical legs. Wait, they so did have can... a picture, didn't they? Oh. Yeah, it yeah. looks yeah. pretty high-tech. Yeah. yeah. It was busy. Yeah, sure. so like it had legs where you could like cr- uh, climb on walls and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, uh, mechanical oh. spider is that Wild Wild West or? Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> like stay away from the mechanical spiders, DC. Just don't do exactly. it. Exactly. So I'm a little concerned about that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm still super jacked, but uh, you hear that kind of stuff and you kind of take a step back and you go, yeah. Yeah, that's why the Christopher Nolan he kept it simple. You know, we got the yeah. bat bike, which is cool, and we got the tumbler. Yeah. When he did the whole bat jet, that was a little off. Yeah. For me, but when he kept it with the two vehicles. I thought that was plenty. Yeah. 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 They're, they're not going to keep it simple here. This is no. going to no. be a constantly evolving. For yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. For sure. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Nightwing will show up like a bike or something too. Oh, so cool. I really hope Nightwing shows up at oh, some point. What if they're casting Nightwing and they're like, oh, you know that one guy's voice from the nerd room sounds just like Nightwing. Let's get him in here. <laughs> it's like out of shape middle-aged guy will play uh, Nightwing. <laughs> You're talking about yourself, huh? Yeah. I'm not myself. I'm not talking about myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So what do you guys think of uh, the rumor of Superman coming back with a black suit and, and like the, the long hair? Yeah, the mullet. Yeah. Um, you know what? I kind of believe it. I think he'll come back with a beard. He'll be a little more rugged. So cool. I don't think he'll have like the mullet. I think yeah. he'll have, um, you know, just like shaggy hair. It won't be like the Patrick Swayze. No, he look. needs like the Wayne Gretzky or the, the Riyager mullet. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Maybe he'll come back, come back with like the black suit. So Which cool. would be kind of cool because they kind of wrap it in... Um, the new 52, is it Clark Smith he goes by the name of? Oh, okay. Anyways, he's kind of rocking the black and silver suit. And that's what, the suit what? from Man of Steel Yeah, he wore that in Krypton, the dream. right? In the dream where he's like singing through the skulls, he's wearing the black suit. Oh, is it oh, black is he? movie? Yeah. I was talking about like his dad and that. Was, oh, the, no, in the movie. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Zaz is kind of Yeah, Zaz. Like yeah. But in the movie, in that one dream scene, he oh, has really? like the black suit, yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, okay. I think they even released a toy of it, but uh, it's only that one scene and it was super cool. And That's I was like, interesting. Oh, my God. Do you think he'll come back to save them or do you think they'll kind of use him as a bad guy? Maybe he has to snap out of it. No, he's got to come back to come save them, right? Yeah. Like come back as Superman we all know and love. And smile for Christ. He does smile. He smiled when he wrecked that guy's truck. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. one one scene from a movie that wasn't bad <laughs> for <laughs> Superman. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, you know, he does smile. You're just watching the ultimate cut. Mm. I have inside. It's just, just going to be <laughs> ten minutes of Superman, like in the corner, just like yeah. selfies, crazy Joker smile, yeah, the Terminator smile. Yeah, yeah. just look like what's that guy smiling like that? He looks like he's going to kill everybody. <laughs> Isn't that Superman? Or... Uh-huh. Do you guys think that with this dump of information, they've released too much? Or do you think this is an appropriate amount for damage control? Like, is this is. something that we need? Because listening to the conversation here, we all sound a bit more positive. I know I sound a bit mm-hmm. more cynical still. Yeah. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are taking this and being like, oh, wow, they're throwing a little bit of comedy in there. They're mm-hmm. being a bit more lighthearted. You know, Zack Snyder's listen to the fans, which I think is great sure. as a collective that mm-hmm. to show that... If we do express our, our thoughts and our opinions, at least as a whole, they'll be hurt. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. you know, if they're pointed in the right direction, if they're if you're on Twitter, you know, telling Zack Snyder to die and stuff like that, <laughs> not good. Don't but, do that. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as a whole, I think we've been able to project at least an opinion and an idea to Zack Snyder, and he's taken a bit of that to heart. Yeah. And so when we're looking back at this, you know, we, the complaint was they've released too much with the trailers. Sure. Yeah. Is this like releasing a very long extended trailer? I kind of think so. I think we've seen a little bit too much. There's a couple scenes they released between, uh, I think, uh, Batman, Bruce Wayne, and The Flash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they did one, like you mentioned before, with Commissioner Gordon, Flash, pretty much the Justice League. So I think, I think that's a little bit too much. We know the vehicles. We know Superman's going to come back. Mm-hmm. We know that Batman has at least two or three costumes. Yeah. It's, it's a little, I think it's a little too much. Yeah. I, I agree, but I mean, when you look at uh, Batman v Superman, that opening weekend wasn't it the highest opening weekend this year? Like, didn't so it beat? Month, I think was it was it? Uh, Did... right up until Civil War came out. So Civil War okay. beat it, but it was pretty close. Ten million bucks. Yeah, so I mean, that's pretty incredible considering like a lot of people hated that film. So you got to contribute that all to marketing. And Batman. And Batman. Yeah. So like the marketing team killed it at Warner Brothers. So I think they're going to continue doing that. I think. They expect this film to be better, well received. For sure. And if Batman vs Superman was better, well received, it probably would have made five hundred million. 
Or four hundred million. I mean, it, oh, yeah. the legs on that was like a little corgi. Like it had no legs whatsoever. Um, if this one's better, well received. It's gonna have like giraffe legs. Like this thing's gonna be like long. It's gonna be great. Movies nowadays have to kill it an opening yeah. weekend. Remember too, though November twenty, it's gonna run into a Star Wars movie in December. I think. Exactly. But that's yeah. like a month away, right? Uh, less than a month. I think it's like what two weeks after Thor. Yeah. It's going to suck all the air out of Thor. Think we'd have a little bit of superhero fatigue by then? Because we, we we're kind of getting a little bit of it right now. Uh, if it's good, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well. I mean, no one's saying that after Civil War came out. And yeah. then after Ninja Turtles came out, people were like, ugh. Yeah. If you look at the 2017 schedule, it's so packed. Like, yeah. Wonder Woman have to, had to move back because it was up against Transformers 5. Yeah. So there's no way like it's gonna. It would have just faded into obscurity. Yeah. So they had to move it back. But even still, moving it back, I think it's like against like another like juggernaut movie. 2017 could be the jumping point, or it could be the tipping point where the movie industry has to reevaluate itself. I think they already do. Yeah. We've seen yeah. from this weekend again with Independence Day, which we will get into, that they have to step back because I'm almost to the point where I'm tired of coming on to the podcast every week and being like. We can see through the plots. We can see that they are just pumping things out to make money. Mm-hmm. Like the fans are going to get tired, and people are already saying this by based off box office numbers that we're tired of seeing shit movies yeah. Yeah. with better movies titles on them. Yeah. Yeah. You can't mask a movie with a title right. of a movie that you held in high standards or something that you feel a lot of nostalgia towards yeah. and mask it and package it up and just dump this piece of shit on us like i'm not saying that's what independence day is but we've got a lot of that recently (laughs) and you know it started to really bother me that i sound like this giant cynic this person that doesn't enjoy going to the movie theaters (laughs) but i'm not like that i do enjoy the movie theaters i enjoy the experience and i enjoy seeing good movies just give us that we'll get into that but is that just growing up i mean as a kid you know the older generation would always say you know, oh, they don't make movies like they used to with Marilyn Monroe and, uh, you know, like all these like old actresses, like, you know, like black and white movies used to be like so much better stories. And then when we were growing up in kids, they're like, you know, we love these movies, but then the older generation like shit on them. Yeah. Now that we're getting older, are we becoming those like old guys from the Muppets where we just crap on these movies? But kids, maybe kids are eating it up. Maybe kids loved Independence Transformers. Day. Transformers. Transformers. Yeah. Right Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. I mean, are we? Is that just a generation thing of getting old? Have we crossed that threshold? Are we now like old? You have to remember, though. At one point, we are old. But at one point, we're too old to be going to toy stores. Every- no, I'll never You're get never too old. Never too for old. That. Yes. Yeah. Don't ever think that. Like when I look at it, I think back then, even twenty years ago, there you got what like four or five big blockbusters in a year. Yeah. Then we get two a weekend. Yeah. yeah. And they're pumping these things out like just like cars out of a factory, right? Yeah. It's we have a formula, we stamp it, package it, send it out, put it on a couple of billboards, give you a couple of trailers, yeah. give you some tie-in toys, Coca-Cola tie-in, boom. You know, we're just making money, right? Yeah. And that's all it is. It's not these filmmakers are talented people, and I do not know why they're falling into this trap of making shit movies. Yeah. Money. It's money, money I know, money. but yeah. at some point you have to be prideful of your craft. I don't know. Someone <laughs> came with a dump truck full of like hundred dollar bills and dumped it on my front lawn i'd make whatever movie they want you can do that every <laughs> once in a while yeah, yeah. but not like every movie that's coming so, out so, something for independence day though right? we've been wanting this for what 20 years yeah. to yeah. this. this is something they really had to buckle down be focused and, and deliver but did right. they really i mean are they gonna make it back to the future four now no absolutely not are, i mean they made ghostbusters the 3? rights the sit with the director and he said absolutely not yeah. will they ever make it back to the future is, four? well he's alive yeah is that um steven 
No, it's not Spielberg. He's one of the producers. I can't remember the oh, director's okay. name. Oh, okay. uh, it will come to me. <laughs> so. Until he goes bankrupt, and then yeah. he's like, you know, that Back to the Future yeah. 4 it looks pretty Let's appetizing. Let's Marty McFly. Maybe we'll go back to the dinosaur days. Dinosaurs are big. A no. crossover, Jurassic Park and Back to the Future. Billion dollars. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Before we get into Independence Day, yes. Yes. let's talk about another movie that's in the throngs of damage control. Speaking yeah. of bringing out movies again to make a ton of money at the box office... Star Wars? No. <laughs> well. <laughs> so EW released a massive article containing a lot of information about Rogue One. Yes. And yes. it's a lot of information that we speculated on here and there, trying to pull it out. You know, is Darth Vader going to be in it? Is, you know, who's Jyn Arso's character? This and that. What's this um, Ben Mendelsohn's character? So they've gone out and kind of released everything. So there's been a couple of leaks that have detailed some of this. And they come and said, no, that's not true. And so now we got some hard facts straight from Lucasfilm. Okay. And some gorgeous photos to go with it Incredible. as well. So Shots. we're looking at just at the cover. So mm-hmm. the cover here. Okay. So yeah. we're looking at Jin Arso and one of the rebels, cannot remember his name. We've got the new droid sitting there. And in the background, we can see the Death Star, new TIE Fighters, yeah. and new Adats. She kind of looks like Anna Kendricks, eh? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That's, she this should... is definitely one of the better uh, entertainment weekly covers, I'd say. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. The excellent one. It's gorgeous. <laughs> and this like, whole like, storming the beach of Normandy sort of vibe that they're getting from oh, these scenes. Oh, cool, yeah. And so they're always on this beach, and some of the photos that we can look at here are them actually sitting, or the, the stormtroopers in the water up to their oh, knees and that. Yes. It's just the colors. Something different from Star Wars is Very different. these vibrant colors, but it's these. I know we saw a lot of that in the prequels, yeah. but just the contrast that we're seeing here is just oh, yeah. absolutely gorgeous. So, so when you said uh, stormtroopers in the beach, I just, just pictured them with like Hawaiian shorts playing like volleyball on the <laughs> with, beach. Just with yeah, just with the rest of their armor on. Yeah, yeah. just the helmet. Yeah. It's like I never bronze. Why am I always so white? Yeah. <laughs> so the you know the detail in here, Generoso's character, which is uh, Felicity Jones's character, she's kind of this outlaw. She's classed with both the rebels and the Empire, and she's got kind of this very similar kind of origin to Suicide Squad in the sense of the characters where. She's been given a task to alleviate some of the the jail time or whatever that she's incurred with the rebels. Right. Which I don't oh, know cool. how they have the authority to put her in jail <laughs> because of the rebels. But anyways, so she's been given a task to do by the rebels to essentially get out of kind of whatever she's court-martialed or I don't know, something like that. Right. right? And they've confirmed that Mads Mikkelsen's character, this um, Oppenheimer-type character, is in fact her father. Right. And both the Empire and the rebels are chasing him. Yes. Probably for the Death Star plans. <laughs> so, and then they, they detail a lot of the new rebels that we're getting, specifically Force Whitaker's character. Yeah. Which is interesting. So, so his name is Saw Jarrera. Yes. And he is the first character yeah. to transfer from uh, the animated to live action. Yeah, the Clone Wars. Oh. Yeah. It's huge. That's huge. So, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. And which gives kind of this hope that you know maybe they'll do that in the future. Maybe they're going to do that with some of the characters from the the books. Well, exactly. That gives me hope. Now, like you said, we're going to see characters from the animated TV series or from the books, mm-hmm. right? So this is huge. And uh, another thing I like too was now this makes it very clear that Disney isn't shying away from the prequels. They're not afraid to go back to that prequel yep. universe and grab characters from there. Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Anyone but Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's he's kind of. He was a resistance fighter yeah. that kind of trained or worked with Anakin and yeah. Obi-Wan. And, and, and Ahsoka. So that'll be really interesting yeah. to see those two yeah. meet up, right? Apparently yeah. he's a bit spun. He's a bit crazy. Kind of yeah. off his rocker a bit. He's a bit difficult to control. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's, it's oh, going to be a cool development. The, and Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. yeah. Oscar winner, right? This is oh, yeah. huge. So yeah. this new droid that we're getting in here, so he's voiced by Alan Tedyuk. So he's from Firefly, 
great actor, okay. more of a comedic actor. Cool. And his name is uh, K2SO. Okay. So he's going to be the droid of the film. Okay. okay. This is the first live action film without R2-D2 and C-3PO. That also you know of. That yeah, that's yeah. Scene. I believe yeah that I know of. Wow. We but we shouldn't. They really should. Maybe R two might show right? up towards the end. Maybe. Yeah. So he may be a surprise appearance. Yeah. C three PO. I don't know. He because he was left with Bail Organa right at the end of episode oh, three. Three. Right. And his mind wiped. Right. So he may or may not show up. Well, spoiler alert, I haven't seen episode three yet. <laughs> that literally has zero implications for anything. I hope we see them because I think it's very easy to work those two droids into this movie. They're, if they are, they're going to be very limited very cameos. Limited, yeah. Yeah. Um, which just to kind of, sh- not somewhat shoehorn them in, but kind of say at the end, like, oh, here we are. Yeah. And so I, that's another character. So uh, in Bloodlines, I just finished reading. I oh. know I've been gushing about this book. For sure. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But there's some talk of Bail Organa and stuff. I wonder if he's going to be in this movie as well. I hope so. You think it'd be, they could use the same actor? Yes, they could. could. Jimmy Smith. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, his age would be about right. Yeah. So oh, it'd be, be cool to see if he oh. makes a reappearance because he's yeah. a big uh, factor in the rebellion oh, yeah. as well as the kind of at the end of the Senate. He's one of these guys that. Um, is really kind of poking at the Empire while the Senate's... Because they just dissolved the Senate as Episode Four starts. Oh, you know what, though? Just thinking, have you finished Lords of the Sith? Or, no. Sorry, not Lords of the Sith. You, you haven't read um, Lost Stars. No. Okay, oh, so okay. Yeah, this is interesting now. I just <laughs> Something just kind of hit me here. So, okay, this is cool. Tim, plug your This ears. is really cool. No spoilers. <laughs> I won't go into it, but... This is really cool. I just kind of thought of the timeline where it sits up. And with uh, Lost Stars, it, it goes through yeah. everything since episode, well, after episode three and up. Right? Okay. So this is going to be pretty Lost cool. Lost Stars, it's going to go on in the audiobook queue. So yeah. I've oh, got, yeah, definitely. We've got some vacation yeah. coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I need at least two books. Yeah, because you're clearly a fan of Claudia Gray now. Yeah, Claudia, fantastic. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so good. So good. Yeah, definitely. So, a little more information about Ben Mendelsohn's character. This, um, is it this director? Yeah, this director or officer or whatever. So, Vader's going to be holding his leash a bit. Yeah. And he's been tasked by the Emperor to essentially take out the Rebels. Right. So, the Rebel faction, I think at this point, is still pretty small. Yeah. Um, they're made up of just some small freedom fighters and that. Uh, Leia and Bale and all these guys are supporting them through the Senate, but they're still kind of this offshoot organization. Yeah. And speaking of Vader... Yeah, they have yeah. confirmed in this article yeah. that Vader is making his presence felt wow. in yes. Rogue One and voiced by James Earl Jones. Yes, sir. Oh, awesome, right? Yeah, so Mufasa. cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the role. Yeah. I only know him from the Lion oh, yeah. King. <laughs> so this is exciting news. This is awesome. Yeah, yes. I think he's going to be more of a background character from the For descriptions sure. that we see. But I think he'll have a pivotal role. He'll yeah. do something. He'll do. He'll have a pretty cool scene. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I think you know you we're gonna probably have a couple of talkie scenes with him, but hopefully he busts out the lightsaber at some point. Oh, he has and to oh, yeah. mow some people down. He has to. Do you think they're gonna injure this character at all though? A little bit. Do you think we're gonna see maybe a reason why Vader's fighting style is a little different in Episode Four? Oh, as opposed interesting. Because right? he's a little bit slower, right? Because this would be the chance. This would be the time to do it. It's a retcon a bit, that, right? That because we need um, Lords of the Sith. This guy is. Mm-hmm. Like Tim said last episode or episode before, he's relentless, right? Yeah. So I really want to see, okay, well, why is he slowed down a little bit in episode four, especially if this takes place within 24 hours, I believe. 
of episode four. Crowbar to the knee. That Tanya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> He's just there. Why? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but these these photos they have in this article are gorgeous. Oh, wow. The Those Death Troopers. It's a weird one with Death Trooper holding like an action figure stormtrooper. Yes. Which again, this is what I love because if going back to uh, Lost Stars, you get a sense of this world that we look at the Imperials as, as, as bad people. They're bad yeah. guys. But you know, some kids look up to these Imperial guards so yeah. they would make action figures of these guys. That's true. So it just kind of brings you that much closer to that world of younger citizens looking up to the Imperial yeah, Guards. I so, love love that image. Yeah, That's so meta, yeah. That's cool. Right? It is weird. I thought it was photoshopped in. Oh! When I first saw yeah, it, I was like, yeah. this is really weird. Like, it's really cool. It's I really, so cool. Uh, yeah, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. And the, the director in this article took the time to alleviate the concerns about the reshoots. And Kathleen Kennedy also made comments in this that, yes, we are doing reshoots, five weeks worth of reshoots. Yeah which is very similar to what The Force Awakens did at a very similar time of year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, reshoots down. happen in every film. But this one, I don't know if you've read much about this. People were freaking out oh, about this. Crazy. They're talking about 40% of the movie need to be oh, reshot. Wow. And they're in crisis mode. <laughs> the, the, the Disney execs didn't like the film yeah. because it was too dark. It didn't have that light hardness that The Force Awakens did. They're worried about getting the crowds in. Yeah. Oh. This is going to be a different movie than we've seen for from sure. other stories. This isn't going to be a Force Awakens. Force Awakens was, again, something that was for everyone. Yeah. This is more of a war story. Yes. This is darker... This is going to have a lot more probably killing in it, yeah. explosions, and very you know explicit scenes, right. I think, that's going to show how relentless the Empire is. Oh, yeah. And having troopers like Death Troopers in there, like these guys mm-hmm. are like Hitler SS yeah, squad, they, right? They, yeah. Darth Vader's like right-head men. Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. Well. So. Yeah. Is that a good move, though? I mean, The Force Awakens made $2 billion at the box office. Yeah. Should they go away from that formula? I think they, they will because Disney's smart with this. Like, like you mentioned before, you know, not every movie has to be this huge phenomenon. Like, mm-hmm. like Ant-Man. Yeah. The new Ant-Man wasn't going to be this billion-dollar movie, right? So I think with these, um, uh, what they call the Star Wars story projects yeah. that they're doing, I think yeah. they're willing to bite the bullet on those and just... You know, make some money, but have some really good stories. But yeah, they need to do that. They need to diversify the storytelling because if you continue to pump out Force Awakens, like just you know, Episodes. copy paste, copy paste, copy yeah. paste, people are gonna get catch on and be like, okay, we're we're back into the territory of sequels, just you know, ghosting and mimicking the the original and just going back to it because people don't want that or I don't want that as a movie guard I need to mm-hmm. tell different stories yeah. and yes maybe this one isn't going to have a two hundred fifty million dollar opening yeah. I don't think any other ones will either no I don't this think will have it. no this will have a good opening this will be a very I think well told story for sure mm-hmm. and just looking at these photos this is going to look beautifully right? shot yeah. These beach scenes we've yeah. never seen this before never yeah. ever yeah. and it's like we have the vibrant colors but this is you know vibrant colors of a realistic backdrop right. this isn't have a thousand ships in the background flying around this yeah. this beach scene looks like it's going to be incredible i don't know if they're storming a beach of the rebel base right. and they're kind of trying to like i think it's this scene is going to be it, it, incredible and, and it still looks like it belongs in the same world of episode four you know the set design the yeah. costumes it looks like it's the same kind of costumes going on there i just oh, i yeah. love what they're doing yeah AT-ATs on the beach like yeah it's awesome <laughs> so yeah. good love seeing those back right so, and again, I'm very much encouraged of this now. Seeing these photos, I know they're doctored a bit, but yeah. man, the cinematography, I, I can't speak enough about what these photos have done for me, yeah. for bringing me back around. And just, I see the original Stormtrooper right. costumes, 
I'm just like gleeful about it. Like, I awesome. cannot wait to get. I've got like five Black Series Stormtroopers. I can't wait to get the one that just has the Rogue One package. <laughs> That's right. So we'll be the same ones basically, just be packaged. Yeah, It'd have to be. Yeah. yeah, probably. They're not going to waste the money and re sculpt them anymore, right? But they're getting the Death Troopers and yeah. the waves and waves of figures that are come out. This the relentless marketing yeah. and yeah. you know just all of the merchandising that comes with it. I'm very much looking forward to it. So you're completely on board. You're you're not worried at all about the no. Reshoots and I've never, or I've never been worried yeah. about the reshoots. I've always kind of gone into this like they know what they're doing. They yeah. just pumped out an enormous movie, exactly. And they're they're not dumb enough to give a kind of a director that they hired specifically for the reason to give them a darker movie, a right. war movie. That's you know, right. if you want someone to give you a bubbly movie, you yeah. hire someone else. Exactly. They're very specific on the directors that they've they've kind of zoned in on. Yeah. They knew what they were getting with J.J. Abrams. Yes. Right? Yeah. They got a fan. They got someone they knew could produce a rebooted movie. Yes. And someone that loved the source material. Mm-hmm. And so now with Gareth Edwards, they've gone a totally different direction yeah. in which they're taking the movie in that direction. They've stuck to it. And as long as they're not going in there and turning knobs and being like, well, now we need, you know, Darth Vader making yeah, some funny quips. We need this. Yeah, we need, this, yeah, we need yeah. to Han Solo to show up for half the movie. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And so I've always been very, very optimistic about this movie. But just looking at it, it yeah. just gets me to that next level. That's right. Uh, sorry, going no, on, go, a little no, off topic. We'll come right back. But Han Solo, we just mentioned. Did you read Han Solo number one? No, I haven't actually. I read it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is it good? <laughs> I did. Yeah, is it I good? Did. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Harrison Ford. Okay. It's cool. really cool. And the art's awesome in that. So, yeah, pick it up. I, it I have it upstairs. I just yeah. haven't got to it. <laughs> I think it came out last week or the week before? Week before, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. But sorry, Sanjay. We're, we're no, I was just going to ask uh, what else has this director done? I don't Godzilla? recognize the name. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, the reboot? reboot? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what else he did. So. Oh, he did Monsters, which is a small indie film. The, the basic premise of it is that. Aliens have kind of landed on Earth, but they're kind of like um, almost like just seeds. And it's like taken over half of the U.S. And they've walled off the other side oh. and just left oh. them to be. And then it's about a guy walking through portion of the U.S. to get from one side of the wall to the other. Huh. And Sounds it cool. is awesome. Yeah. Like District 9-ish kind of? Or what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds and like it. It's, but yeah. these monsters are like huge. Oh, like okay. Enormous. Oh, okay. This is what I want them to do for Jurassic Park. Oh. Is like have... The dinosaurs come to the land and they're like, well, we can't do anything. So it's we're just going to wall it off. off. Yeah. Quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well done. That's pretty oh, okay. like, cool. You can probably find it on Netflix. I saw it. Like It came out in 2010. It's and I saw monsters. it years ago. And that's what monsters. got him Godzilla. Sure. That makes sense. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And nice. so, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have cool. to check so, it out. And you have to remember, it's an indie movie. So, you know, everything's. But the, a lot of the, the CG is done behind mist and fog. And cool. so it's kind of masking probably some of the imperfections in that. Right. Yeah. So, but I highly recommend Monsters. 2010, Gareth Edwards. Go cool. check it out. Oh, cool. It's kind of like a B movie then with like the special effects a little bit less. Yeah. Yeah. I, cool. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this is the one that was done a lot on the kind of like MacBook. And it looks, it looks cool. really good. Yeah. So, it is he's propped this guy up so he did that got Godzilla and then he's got a Star Wars movie right, right? so just that did... shows how much your career <laughs> wow. can change in a yeah. little amount of time just yeah. did it all on MS Paint yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright well Independence Day yes um, the movie about the girl who goes to the county fair and then her mom burns down the house to kill her abusive dad that that one no you saw the wrong movie sir. there's no Martina McBride fans here I have, no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. None. You guys live in Calgary. You should listen to country music. That's it. It's stampede time almost. I'm going home. <laughs> See you.
Yeah. Don't forget the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do it, but so we can slice it in. <laughs> well, so this movie made forty-one million dollars this weekend. Ouch! Was that second next to Fighting Dory? Yes. So it is, that's less than its predecessor from nineteen ninety-six, <laughs> which made fifty million dollars since opening weekend. Wow! Jeez. So Will again, possibly. So it's, it, most of the cast is back, or yeah. all of it. I think, all of them, with yeah. the exception of Will Smith. Yeah. Same director, Roland Emmerich. So he's done Twin yeah. Twelve days after. Day before tomorrow, day after tomorrow. Yeah, uh, he's done the first Independence Day. That's a lot right. of disaster flicks. Yeah. yeah. So this oh, guy's yeah. known for that. That's what he does. He yeah. destroys the world. Yeah. <laughs> people, <laughs> people complain about Man of Steel destroying the world. Need to watch this movie, and then no one will ever complain about Man of Steel that's again. That. <laughs> yes, but no. <laughs> Man, Man is, that's a different, completely different <laughs> argument. This is Independence Day. They blew up the majority of the Earth in the last one. Right? Yeah. This is what in two twenty twelve. The whole Earth exploded. Yeah, yeah. so such a weird movie. <laughs> it's probably not going to have the legs in North America to warrant it a sequel, yeah. but maybe in China because there is a lot of pandering to the Chinese audiences Absolutely. in here. And I hate to use the word pandering. I maybe retract that a bit. It's you know giving something to what is quickly becoming the biggest supporter of the box office globally right yeah mm-hmm. and fine that's good but before we get into independence <laughs> day 2 which i think is inappropriately titled so i'm going to call it independence day 2 not <laughs> resurgence the deuce <laughs> so what were your thoughts on the original movie absolutely love it it's one of the rare movies that no matter where it's at on tv you'll stop and watch it it's Agreed. just it's just a fun movie that you know the action is great the characters were great it was just ahead of its time. It was just one of those rare movies that everything hit on every cylinder, and it was right at Will Smith's peak where he could do no wrong. But it was at the start of Will Smith. Yeah. Well, it was like he had like Fresh Prince, and it was like, uh, like Men in Black, boys, maybe. Bad Boys, yeah. Yeah. Men in Black, and then that. Like he was in like I think he, Men in Black came out. He had that star power. Yeah, sure. people he, were going to see movies because of this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the movie. I love the video game on the PlayStation. Yeah. Love, <laughs> yeah. Loved it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great movie, and you, you nailed it. It was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. But I think uh, Will Smith was a huge factor mm-hmm. in those movies. No, I haven't seen this movie, the, the part two, but I think it's a little too little too late. I agree. The show came out probably at least 10 years ago. Yeah, we've seen yeah. this before with other movies. I can't remember right now where a movie comes out like 20 years later, and then it just doesn't have the legs because people kind of... You know, forget about it. Yeah. I can't remember which one recently did this, but it was the same kind of thing where it came out. Uh, the Will Ferrell, what was it? Uh, Zoolander. There's oh, Zoolander. Zoolander and there's Anchorman, Anchorman and too. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All comedies, but yeah. still. Yeah. yeah. I agree. The first one is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was original. Yeah. The graphics, the visuals were great. Weren't they? Yeah. The movie, to me, had stakes, had emotion in it. Yeah. Yeah. You did not know how this was going to end, right? right? This could have ended very dark, yeah, and it didn't. But yeah. it's the characters are fantastic. That speech is Ooh. still one of the most quotable and one of the yeah. best speeches <laughs> of yeah. all time. Yeah. Yeah. And this felt like it could have been in the real world. Yeah. It yeah. felt like if we had an alien invasion, this is what would happen. You're right. Yeah. yeah, we would have this squabbling. We couldn't figure out what's going on, and eventually, maybe we triumph. But it's coming down to like this last stand of humanity, right? Yeah. yeah. And the, the stakes there, the weight behind that, yeah. like I, I always felt that. Even when you still watch it, even the side characters, the 
with the the dad or whatever the drunk dad and going <laughs> through all Queen. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's there's so much to that and you, you put a lot into those characters like a lot mm. of good character actors in that yeah movie. you know it's one of those rare movies where it kind of started that trend where it was a disaster film but we had like five or six different characters that kind of carried the film and they interwove and it did it better than armageddon deep impact we saw a bunch of these, like 2012 you mentioned, yeah. uh, End of Tomorrow. End of tomorrow. Or, yeah, like yeah, th- yeah. this was like the best of the bunch. Like this had like different stories and it just all worked. And It was good. Or, I, yeah. I kind of liked Armageddon. I, oh, I'm a huge fan of yeah, that. Yeah, I liked Armageddon. Yeah, I did. You just don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, going to spoiler territory, how did Will Smith bite it? How did this guy that <laughs> saved the world so, bite it? Right? Wait, that is one of my biggest sticking points in oh, this movie. Boy. Yes. So... This movie is 20 years after, so it's the exact timeline after. Yeah. So the, the 96, yeah. Independence Day came yeah. out, 2016. Yeah. So we're at exactly 20 years, so we're within the timeline. So Earth has triumphed. They've rebuilt. They have this Earth this space defense system. Okay. And so we've got bases on the moon and the Mars and Saturn and all over the place. We've taken the alien technology, adapted it, made our own spaceships, our own defense, our own guns, our own weapons. Nice. Uh, they've jailed some of the aliens. Oh, I thought that part was pretty cool. Where yeah, they... I agree, 100%. Yeah. That's oh. really cool. And then Area 51 has become kind of like the central location for this defense system or this space defense, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's character comes back. He's the director of this whole Earth space defense system yeah and um, you've got the old president right, with uh, the beard. yeah with the beard yeah. so he's kind of president he's kind of like this kooky old man yeah and the daughter of the president who was in the original is with hemsworth yeah is with liam hemsworth's character who is kind of this rogue fighter pilot guy he kind of plays a bit of the will smith character oh, okay. almost yeah um and then we have will smith's son little nicky from fresh prince is it <laughs> no oh, is this? It's, like, it's, really? it's, it's that character <laughs> so he comes back and he's a fighter pilot and the hiller name is considered royalty yeah and mm-hmm. so we get a lot of characters coming back from the original but we have this very optimistic this they they use the quote you know we spent a generation telling people we could win this fight by building ourselves up right and then the fight kind of happens so going to your question about will smith so it's explained relatively early on that the whole hiller name is considered royalty and he's a war hero these pictures are in the white house and all this so they've gone back and rebuilt all this shit and (laughs) he died doing a test flight are you kidding yeah and there's video online where you can get it off the website and it just literally shows him like the plane gets up and then just hit the wall. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that's horrible. Yeah, it's for a character that's propped up in the movie as being this amazing war hero, and yes, you deserve that just for Independence Day, yeah. but why couldn't they go down the path of, let's say, the aliens put up a bit of resistance after, and he died kind of you know fighting against the aliens. Maybe they fought a five-year war after on the ground yeah. against the aliens, or maybe he died from... I don't know, the poisoning. radiation poisoning exactly. from being up in yeah, space right? or something. That's, that's and, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's the, the way that they handled that. And it's all of it is just dialogue. You don't need to shoot anything. It's just coming up with a legitimate reason why this war hero died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than test flying the first kind of aircraft they built from the originals. And why would, he flew the spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He would know how to fly like the ones mankind that's made. Really yeah. Man. Wow. Oh. Okay, so Will Smith, the only reason why they did that is because he's like, screw you guys, I'm doing Suicide Squad. Right. Yeah. 
the director said, oh, he's too expensive. But then Will Smith went and clarified and yeah. said, no, 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 I'm, I'm doing Suicide Squad. Yeah. Without seeing Suicide Squad, I say he made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you think there's any way they could have written him in without replacing the character, but with keeping him so if they do do with Trilogy, they could bring him back? Do you think they, they should have done that route? Or would it have been too hard to do with like the six being so high that Will Smith's character is missing in this movie? They could have easily done that. They could yeah. have said he was off on Saturn. And he yeah. couldn't get to Earth in time. This oh, literally okay. happened. Well, Saturn gets destroyed, but yeah. this literally happens in two days. Yeah, like, okay. I know the original movie happened really quick, but, but this, this this is like blinking. You miss the it invasion. It feels oh. quick. Oh. <laughs> it is like manic. Is the only way I can describe <laughs> it. And this is difficult for me because I was really looking forward to this movie going. In. Me too. I was really we're, excited yeah. for oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah. And there were parts that I did like. Yeah. And there's certain aspects of the story I think that they could have extracted and put into a better movie. So, and like one of the parts I did like, so kind of we go through this opening scene and everyone's, ah, we're triumphant and all this. And then David Levison, so Jeff Goldblum's character, visits a African country yeah. that has been fighting this kind of guerrilla war with aliens. Cool. So one, only one of the ships was able to land and didn't blow up. And they kind of go down this path of it was drilling for something. They don't know what. So there's oh, okay. this huge hole in the earth, this big ship set up. And... For whatever reason, this this warlord, as they refer to him, wouldn't let the rest of the world in as they were fighting all these aliens. You really think, though, if there was an alien ship, the U.S. Army wouldn't have been like, that's nice, warlord. We're going to go in there anyways and kick the aliens butt and look at this ship. So these aliens have some kind of rights? No, no, no. no, no. They've they've like jailed them and just said, and they've been like basically comatose, they refer to, for the last 20 years. Like they haven't done anything. So they're just sitting there. But like, how cool would it be to have the District Nine kind of like, yeah, or yeah. like, or like a war going on? Or that's why I like the setup in this portion of it. Yeah. But why not the whole movie have them fighting like this guerrilla war with the aliens? That would so much better. Have you ever seen the movie or the TV show Falling Skies? It's a, it's a, no. it's on the Sci Fi Channel, I believe. It's brilliant. It's basically it picks up right after the alien invasion, and it's this guerrilla war, this insurrection held by the humans against. The aliens, and so it's this kind of rebel factions fighting against this this larger alien species, right? Oh, wow. You could have done something like that here, and yeah. at least the, at least refer to it or say like it wasn't just like that Independence Day happened and then everything was fine and we just cleaned up and went home. Yeah, they could have shown like yes, I know they're trying to do the timeline and that, but maybe this war is just dragged on because there was millions of those aliens, yeah. Right? right? Yeah, and clearly they're not all going to have died. Yeah, no. And so they could have done something with this plot thread yeah. that they, they kind of kind of touch on. And there's this, this warlord that ends up kind of taking the journey with them. Yeah. And always got his machetes and he's shown how he knows how to kill the aliens. This character's kind of cool. Yeah. I liked him, yeah. But they could have really built on that mm-hmm. instead of the direction that they ended up guess going. this guy dies? No. No. Oh, okay. no. Well, he ends up kind of surviving all the way through. and it's, cool. it's, yeah. He was a pretty cool character. I actually liked him. So one of the other the threads that they picked up on was... There's this other woman who was kind of this weird character that was like a psychologist or whatever. And anyone that had any experience with the aliens was having these kind of flashbacks and kind of this reconnection with the aliens. So you know how in the first one, President Whitmore gets wrapped around and they kind of talk through him? Right. And so this guy and this warlord, they've had interaction with these aliens. And so they keep having kind of these these migraines and where they're kind of reconnecting with the motherships and that. Right. And they can kind of see into the future or not so much to the future, they can kind of see some of the plans and what's going on, what they're thinking. Right. And so they have this constant connection going on. And they keep having these weird images of this sphere. Yeah. 
And this is where it kind of goes really sideways. Like <laughs> oh, the start boy. was the start. I'd say up until this point for me, yeah. I was happy with it. Like the the whole world triumphing and showing the rebuilding and all this that was great. That's what mm. I expected. And then coming in and seeing kind of what they're doing with the warlord and the ship had landed something different. I'm like, okay, I'm cool. I'm happy with this. And then we go like super turbo sci-fi, oh, which I know what the, that's what this movie is. <laughs> so up in the moon, we get this giant sphere coming out of a wormhole. Like this Death Star looking sort of thing. Yeah. And they're kind of sitting there like, oh, wait, this must be the aliens and whatever. They shoot it down. For no reason. Yeah. They're just like, hey, there's this thing. We don't know what it is. We're just going to shoot it down. Later on, we discover it's like the super intelligent like alien race. That's transferred its consciousness from physical form into basically droids or robots or whatever. So, oh, so, 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 okay. So it shoots down this thing, the super intelligent thing, and knocks it down and pretty much almost puts it in a coma. Yeah. But then when the aliens do come, the aliens had built these shields that are able to block our sh- our beams. So how is the super intelligent thing haven't figured out a shield yet, but these aliens have? Right. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. None of this movie makes any sense. Ouch. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, ah! yeah. <laughs> they, this this <sighs> so the sphere is this <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> the sphere is that's, that's how a lot of people call the thing. The sphere is this other race of aliens or whatever and they're building a resistance against the original aliens and they have like this secret (laughs) hidden planet that they've been taking other races to to train them and to give them technology to defeat these other aliens so the concept is is that the aliens from the original were coming to earth to scout it out Mm -hmm. so that the mothership could come and drill to the core and steal our molten core to power their ships. <laughs> Talk about a left turn. And you know how we talked about the first one? I mean, the first one was a sci-fi film, but that's not why it worked. It was like a great action film. It was a great human story. Like, you saw a lot of, like, the human element. Right. This one just went, like, completely, like, the most sci-fi film since, like, Star Trek. Like, this felt like a Star Trek episode, kind of. Like, a really bad Bad Star Trek episode. The first one had a very simple explanation why the aliens were here. Here to harvest our natural resources and move on. That was it. This didn't have anything to do about drilling to the core or stealing our sun or anything like that. You don't need to go that complex. (laughs) Why would they need to steal Earth's core? They could have. There's other cores and other planets that are in habit. Well, apparently they're doing this. They're going kind of Earth to Earth or whatever. And you have to remember too, like not every planet has a molten core. Well, what about Mars? I don't think it has a molten core. You wanna Google it? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But the uh, <laughs> Troy's left the building. Yeah, he's he's had enough. <laughs> he saved his fifteen bucks. So up on the moon, after they've shot this sphere down, yeah. the super intelligent sphere that can time travel and whatnot, but can't block a super it a can time gun? travel. Well, it can well, through a wormhole. Yeah, it can go through oh, a wormhole. So it's come from like some distant part of the galaxy or whatever. So it crashes, and then inside of the giant sphere was a tinier sphere <laughs> that was about the size of, like, a couple humans or whatever. And Jeff Goldblum's character and Liam Hemsworth find it. They take it back to Earth. But as they're taking it back to Earth, a 3,000-mile-wide <laughs> spaceship shows up, runs into the moon. Like literally, Is that the trailer? That, that, that ship? Yeah, that it's yeah. enormous. It right. bumps the moon, kind of knocks it around a bit. And then it continues over the moon base, destroys the moon base. Yeah. But then it's revealed that it has its own gravity because it's so big, which makes sense. Yeah. I don't know the physics of it, 
But sure, I can get get on board with that. I can suspend my disbelief. Yeah. You believe that, yeah. And then it progresses and runs into the earth, <laughs> at the same time picking up all of Asia, <laughs> and then dumping all of Asia onto Europe. Oh, why? <laughs> it is ridiculously big. This thing, like, it, fine, it has its own gravity, sure. But they went from ships that were large enough to sit over top of half a city or whatever. Yeah. That made sense. This thing was stupidly big. Wow. Isn't there that stupid line where it's like, it's over the Atlantic. And it's like, where? It's like, the whole Atlantic. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> this thing like puts its like like landing platforms down like in Europe, Australia, yeah. United States. And it's like basically parked over oh, the Earth. This sounds worse. Like I, I like matter still, but this... like. And the world situation sounds worse. This yeah. is the like, destruction either. porn in this. Yeah, you have just, to be like thirty-five and older. But to the, watch the problem it. with the destruction here, I'm fine with it. Like that's what this movie's about. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's so impersonal. It's just this clusterfuck of them lifting <laughs> up buildings oh. and then chucking them. And then there's like Jeff Goldblum's dad comes back. Oh, and okay. he's like in a boat in the ocean, and then the thing crashed in the ocean, and he survives. He survives inexplicably, and what's his name? Little Nikki's mom dies. Yeah. For a no reason. Wasn't she a stripper? Yeah, yeah, but now she's like a doctor. Yeah. Oh, 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 she paid her way. Yeah. <laughs> so when I guess she's so. getting that lap dance, she says she's just paying her way through college. She was yeah. the actual only one who you can believe. Yeah, yeah. She, she was serious. <laughs> well, she, I mean, she did save the first lady. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, you can be a doctor, I guess. So she's like, a doctor, so yeah. what does she uh, specialize in? I don't know. You only see her for two minutes. Hip injuries. Oh, really? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, her whole character arc is picking up a phone and dying. Like that is how, not... how does she die? She just like the when building. The, whenever all the buildings are collapsed, and then she that. like just falls down, and then like her son's like, "No, so, mom." So she needed a paycheck, basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's the same actress. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it is. Vivica Fox. she did not age well. Yo, we were gonna have her in the nerd room next week. Now she's not gonna come on. That's okay. So the aliens come. They arrive. And then they kill the president, all the cabinet ministers. Oh. So all, all everyone, all of the U.S. government's dead. Yeah. Oh. And then they swear in this general. Who's was he in the first one? I don't think so. He was in Armageddon. It's what's his name? I can't remember. He's in a lot of kind of the. I think I know. Yeah. yeah, he's in a lot of these was movies. He in Dark Knight. At the beginning. Yes. Of Dark Knight? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. The bank oh, yeah. manager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 William yeah. Fitchner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's great. He's fantastic. Yeah. He is. He is. When I looked at, it, I was kept thinking the whole movie. I was like, was he in the first one? It looks like he was in the first one. But he was in Armageddon. He's in a lot of those type of movies. But he's great. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next character to return. Is uh, this Doctor uh, Oaken? Yeah, the guy with like the long, the crazy guy hair. from Area Fifty One. Oh, who yeah. gets like aliened, and then they think you think he's dead, but he's back yeah. after I think I can't remember how exactly, but it was something like seventy three hundred days in a coma. <laughs> they they say that, yeah, oh and he wakes gosh. up. And he's now running the show again. Yeah. Oh. He like speaks, nothing passed. He speaks perfect English. Like he, he can walk again. Of course. And he knows what laptops are, cell phones, and yeah. all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Like wow. they're kind of just like, oh, yeah, he just, he just has everything. It's a hell of a coma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like he has so many cheesy one-liners, oh. like forced jokes. Like there's him with like picking a wedgie and like him with like showing his butt because his oh, gowns. Oh, jokes. Yeah. Oh. It's just so bad. I was like, is this like... Good thing, you know, you did your sequel episode last week, because this would have been on my least favorite sequels. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding, eh? Yeah. yeah. Would have just made it on your list, too? Yeah, this is a difficult one to watch. <laughs> yeah. 
But he, like, I like the presence of the character. In the original, he had a lot more gravitas to him. Like, yeah. he was a scientist. He had been studying these aliens for a year. When he spoke, you believed what he was saying. Right. Mm-hmm. But now he just sounds like this crazy old man yeah. that's just spewing kind of propaganda and just gibberish. Yeah. But everything he does was right. It was right, and it had <laughs> so much weight on towards the conclusion of the movie. It's like, how does that make sense? Like, like he, He's the one that figures out how to open up this case and get out this ball, yeah. and then he starts talking to it, and they're showing him all the stuff, and, and they're like, oh, hey, you seem like you're primitive, and he's like, <laughs> oh, no, but we know how to do all this. And So was he still connected to the aliens? Because he was Yeah, connected. so yeah. he has these flashback so things, too. These, these visions? So yeah, and so he's like, can understand the language, all oh, this yeah. kind of crap, too. It's... <laughs> sure... This Messiah. We haven't spoken much about Captain Hiller's son, who's part of this like elite legacy squadron yeah. of fighters, and they're up on the moon when the initial attack happens, and then they end up kind of coming back down to Earth, yeah. and that's when he sees his mom die. And again, guess what? It's all happening on July Fourth. Oh, again. What For some reason, they didn't release this on July 4th, which would have made more sense, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how's the CG in this film? How did it look on the big screen? There? I'm going to be it's... honest with you. I thought the first one was better. Oh, wow. The It looked very 90s. Like, yeah. at, at times, I was like, are they trying to go, like, retro, like, 90s? Yeah. It was Ooh. too much. Like, like Zero it's... practical, all CG. Yeah, well, it's yeah, definitely oh, yeah. all CG. Because yeah. there's certain parts where they're standing, you're like, they're standing in front of a green screen. Oh, Absolutely. Like, yeah. in some of the bigger, like, the hangar scene when the president supposed to make another speech you're yeah. like there's like three people in the room huh? <laughs> yeah you can hear the echo and like some guy mopping up the floor yeah. oh boy so they hit very similar beats that they do to the original so they have the the big fighter pilot scene where they go to attack the mothership with all of their fighter jets yeah. and then they get kind of stopped the shields are up and they can't penetrate them they're fighting with the fighters and everyone dies and then they end up going into the ship and then the whole rest of the movie happens <laughs> no and then they steal an alien ship they come back down at the same time they've devised some sort of plan where they can isolate the queen the queen's ship because the queen really wants this orb thing because yeah. it's afraid of it also oh, the queen lived this, like, so no, this is a different this queen. Different queen. queen. Yeah. Okay. So they refer to the original. They had this one bigger mothership, yeah. and they kind of kind of retcon and say, "Oh, there must have been a somewhat larger queen there that we didn't realize because that's why everyone died after." Right. Yeah. But this one, it goes on that this queen is like a, a turbo queen. Oh yeah. And she's afraid of this orb, so she's out chasing it to try to destroy it because this is the last one of its kind. It's the only one that has the weapons and the only one that's training this resistance force. To actually destroy these aliens once and for all. Right. I think it would have backed up its data. Like, yeah. I have backed up data, but I mean, if I had yeah. data to destroy a whole alien race, you think you would have been giving it to someone else? <laughs> yeah. To try to destroy and lead the queen into a trap, they build kind of this decoy and they take this out. And not only then, President Whitmore, after making a very, very <laughs> toned down and I'm going to say uninspirational <laughs> speech. To a bunch of people, gets in the ship and takes off. Whoa, whoa, whoa time out, time out. We gotta backtrack a bit. So President Whitmore is has this like long gray wow, beard and he right. hasn't shaved. And they're like, aliens are coming. We have twenty minutes. This is a must. We gotta get you into the ship. Because they, they've got go. this time clock on. They're drilling yeah. for the core, and they've only got like seven minutes That's before right. yeah. they get to the core. And then the Earth loses his magnetic field and all the shit. That's right. So he's got twenty minutes to live. What does he do with his life? Doesn't spend it with his daughter, who's right there. 
he decides to shave. Oh, of course. Oh, right. <laughs> so he comes back and he's fully shaven. I think he's got a haircut too. Oh. Like, it's like that one Simpsons episode where they're on the monorail and then they're too late. And then Marge is back with a scientist and he's like, sorry, I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. Like classic joke. But they played it seriously. I'm like, why would you shave? That would have taken 15 minutes. That's brutal. If I had 20 minutes for the rest of my life, I'm not going to shave. I'm probably going to spend it with my, my children. Of course. And your loved ones. No, I'm just going to shave. Why? He didn't yeah. do it for the last 20 years. Besides, yeah. Yeah. So, Everything. and he volunteers to be the sacrificial lamb, if you will. Bruce Willis? Yes, yeah. to go yeah. in and ram this bomb right up into the queen's ship and then <laughs> yeah. blow it up. So, they do that. Yeah. And then the queen inexplicably has her own shield and pops out of the spacecraft. She's but alive. it's friggin' enormous. Like, it's yeah. like you said, like 80 feet. It's, it's like Godzilla. Ridiculous. Or like, it's like Cloverfield, that alien from it's Cloverfield. It's exactly like yeah. Cloverfield alien. Yeah. Wow. And so the next part of the movie, it turns into this ridiculous monster movie. No. I, I don't even know how to properly explain what is happening. <laughs> and eventually they destroy the queen, and that kills everything. Everything yeah. falls to the ground. And we're triumphant again. And then they just leave, even though they have clearly the upper hand, and they could just continue drilling. But they're like, well, our queen's dead. Let's just go. Yeah. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Is there a lot of American flags being waved in this one? There's no. a little bit. There's a little bit. One, one or two scenes. Yeah, it's not so... And then there's like some like tribe in like the Middle East that are like listening on the radio. Oh. They're like, you go away, shit. Oh. <laughs> and there's another presidential speech. we're all united. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're united as one. Yes. Yeah. But the ending... Beyond that is there were franchise seating here. <laughs> talk about four sequels. Like, you know, we talk about Age of Ultron, Batman vs. Superman, yeah. forcing sequels. Is that had a post credit? No. no. Oh, it's right thankfully. at the end. This one is the most four sequel I think I've ever seen. Oh wow. It's, it's literally so they end yeah. and the orb comes up and says, We have chosen you to be the leaders of the resistance. You are not a primitive species that we thought you were. You, we've taught you, and then the one guy that was like in the coma, Doctor Oaken. Doctor Oaken, or the orb has taught me everything about physics and math and science and joy and stuff. And now we are advanced beyond our years, and we're gonna go lead the resistance. And then Liam Hemsworth comes up with Whitmer's daughter, and they, and the, the Doctor Oaken's like, we know how to do interstellar travel now, and they're like, we're gonna take the battle to them. And then Liam Hemsworth just says. When do we leave? Yeah. <laughs> and wow. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I literally turned to my wife and said, you're not leaving. The sequel's never going to get made. So you guys made it to the end of the movie. Like, nobody walked out? No. I no. walked out a long time ago. Sounds like at this point. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for it to yeah. get better. Like, the start, like I said, the first 20 minutes I enjoyed. It has yeah. potential. Yeah. You, you re, get reintroduced to some of the characters cool. that you like. Jeff Goldblum, again, he's great, great actor. Love him. But he's fallen into self-parody in this movie. He's too much, too sarcastic, too fluttering on his words and all this. And But he's fine throughout the movie. I like him. He's a good presence. But this whole aspect of, one, the scale of it is just dumb. You don't feel like the destruction matters. Like You remember in the first one where they they turn on the radio and they say, you know, New Jersey, L.A., and whatever are gone. Yeah. And you're like, holy crap. Like, I can feel that. Like, I can relate to that. Yeah. When you say all of Asia has been dumped on Europe, like, you're like, okay, sure, whatever. It just doesn't (laughs) register. No, it doesn't. And, like, the part of the reason is there's no character development. 
Like, they literally just show these characters, and a lot of them are great actors. I would... Uh, <laughs> all the young ones? No. Well, so much they're reading off cue cards. Yeah. Like, I, I, and there's so many... Like, like the guy that played, whatever, Dylan Hiller, there's so many better actors that could have yeah, played that role. Yeah. And yeah. brought some, like, I don't know, something to this role. Like, a lot of these guys are just delivering lines. They're not... There's no emotion behind them. Yeah. And there's that one point, maybe they're trying to do this, but he's giving a speech, and you're like... Like I don't like if I were a fighter pilot listening to him talk, I'd be like, "This guy has no idea what he's. This is the first time he's going into battle." <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah. am not following you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, is part of that the script? I mean, some of those actors, like uh, the president's daughter, is she's in a lot of my favorite horror movies. Um, I think her name's Mika Monroe. Um, she's in It Follows. She's in um, The Guest, and she can act. Like cool. she's, she's not good in this, though. No, is it because like they don't give her anything? Because like she. They should have gave her more to do. See, that's probably the director because I had the same issue with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Stephen Amell. Okay, right, his, I, I feel like he's good in, uh, in, in Arrow. Yeah, but then I feel like in the movie he was horrible, and I feel like it's the director's job to you know get like the you know the best out of their crew. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, so that's probably on uh, Eric or is is Roland Eric? Roman, Roman Emmerich. Uh, Roman Emmerich. Yeah. So it's on him, really. I think for, for yeah. his lines being so flat. Yeah, and maybe yeah. they, you know, maybe he said like, "Play it flat, play it cool." I don't know. It yeah. sounded like it did. Yeah, but like, <laughs> the, so we've had all these apocalyptic movies in the last ten years, five years, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. This one again just hits the same beats over and over again. We have destruction. We have triumph. Yeah, that's it. One or two characters die. Yeah. No one of any significance really dies in this movie, even though half like we're talking billions and billions. Two of the most densely populated regions of Earth were destroyed, <laughs> yeah. and like I didn't feel any of that. Yeah. Like when they blew up the White House, when they blew up yeah. Times Square, when they blew up all these other like landmarks, yeah. which is another dumb line. They always get the landmarks, oh, and it's it's. Like, you felt that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the people that were on the building that they blew up yeah. in the original. Why not do something different? Why not Empire Strikes Back this movie? Right. And, yeah. like, bring a more reasonable-sized ship. Mm-hmm. And end where the aliens have won. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to franchise build this. Yeah. If you want to seed a sequel, yeah. do something different. Yeah. Now we're expecting to go into space? Like, this franchise went from kind of, like, you know, somewhat believable Grounded to almost yeah. just, like... Yeah. Like, now we've, you know, gone beyond the laws of physics, and we're bringing in, like, just massive scale. It just didn't work for me. You know, it's funny that you say that, because I feel like this movie tried to borrow from all the great sci-fi films we've had in the last, like, 30 years, or 50 years. Like, you know, you had Aliens, because you saw it was, like, Aliens, so it's, like, the movie Aliens. Predator was, like, when they're in that giant ship, and they're going around, and they're being hunted. I saw Star Wars in there, when they're, like, shooting the lasers, and you had the laser battle. A little bit of Star Trek, a little bit of 2001 Space Odyssey, a little bit of Interstellar. Yeah, the black holes. You yeah, 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 and with like the little orb, it kind of felt Interstellar-ish. I okay. was like, I don't know, like it feels like they just like some guy just watched like great sci-fi films and like yeah, cut and paste, put this in there, cut yeah. and paste, put this in there, and it just. But their foundation was a great sci-fi film. Yeah. This wasn't a new sort of franchise or whatever. It felt like it. It did. It felt like something that we're like, we're going to throw a ton of money at the screen and hopefully we can get a couple sequels out of this. Like like I said, they had something to work from. They had a very cohesive Mm -hmm. universe that they could have built up on. And they didn't need to like expand the scale. So now we're, I don't know, this, this whole idea of expansion and scaling up everything. Like you didn't need to do that. I don't know how you make this movie better. But the direction they went on the last hour and a half of the movie is not right. And this, again, I come back to what I said at the start of 
why can we see the holes in these things, but not the people writing it, yeah. the people producing it, the people funding this thing? Yeah. Like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, it's really starting to bother me. Like, yeah. like, are we like super cynical? Was this actually a movie that like we should have enjoyed? <laughs> okay. This concept of turning your brain off, which it's difficult for me to do now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it's really, really bothering me yeah. now. Yeah. Well, that we, and I was super excited for this movie. Like, and yeah. It's really let me down, and it's really hard to say stuff like that. Like it's, yeah. it, it, like who's who's this movie entitled for? Him? You know, like, yeah. it's it your Michael Bay audience. Yeah, right? like it's it's yeah. nothing like the, the what it's trying to do is trying to pick up on the fans of the original mm-hmm. and give you something that like a Transformers movie would give. Right. You, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah. you look at it and you say Michael Bay directed this yeah. film. Absolutely, and he has a style, and people like his style. Apparently, Bay's better than this. Bay Bay is better than yeah. this. At least he's entertaining. But I don't know how, like, they, they created such a good movie before. Yeah. I, I don't know why. They had almost all of the same cast back. If you can't make a good enough movie without Will Smith, yeah. push it a year. Exactly. Yeah. If you have a story that has Will Smith as a pivotal character, someone that has box office draw, who's coming back, mm-hmm. and is very critical to the story of at yeah. least the original... Have him come back in some sort of capacity, yeah. or even just replace him. I mean, yeah. the character is always bigger yeah. than the actor. Yeah, that's true. So just, just there's, there's plenty of awesome actors out there they could yeah. have used. Yeah. to take on this role, right? Could have Don but, Cheadle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, the old man. <laughs> well, Will Smith's kind of old Actually, too. You're right. You're right. I guess Smith aged a little better, but yeah. you're right. But yeah, you know, just just get a different actor in there. Well, one thing I noticed was there's five writers on this film. Five people so, wrote this. Yeah. So that no, that tells you that it's gone through numerous iterations. Yeah. So usually they'll credit like there's probably an original screenplay of some sort, and then it's gone through numerous different iterations, yeah. eventually getting to what is probably kind of piecemeal of five different writers. So you probably have the initial concept and ideas of a writer yeah. that's been bastardized through okay. and kind of pulled. And someone said, "Oh, we need to have this massive scale destruction," and someone says, "Well, we need to bring back original characters. We need to have a speech from the." The original, oh, like it, but it's just yeah. it's the same movie twenty years later with on par or lower quality CGI, yeah. with poor dialogue, not mm-hmm. as good character development, and the overall kind of movie itself just doesn't do it. Do you think there's an ultimate cut out there? Like it feels like if you added an hour and a half to this film and kind of fleshed out <laughs> an more hour stuff, and a half, <laughs> I think that's what you needed to do. Like I think it is salvageable if. You added some character development, but there was just none. I didn't care about any of the characters. Yeah. I don't think this is salvageable at all. Wow. You think? No. It's completely rewriting and reshooting. This do, yeah. do you think then, okay, so if they announce, first off, do you think they're going to announce the third one or is it done? Depends how it does in China. Yeah. If it does really well in China, it made like $100 million overseas Yeah. this week, this past weekend. So it's doing all right. Its budget was $165 million. So it's probably going to make back. It's probably made back its budget now. Another $100 million in advertising. So if this movie pulls in another $100 million, say another $200 million globally. So the thing does $300 million globally. It has a chance. It has a chance. It would be profitable. It's like Terminator Genesis. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you think the third one could be enjoyable with that plot where they go into space and they fight these aliens on their term? Do you think you could do a smart movie or is this franchise doomed? Like, should we just cut bait and not expect anything if they do announce the third one? I'm not even at all interested in the third one. Not yeah. in the characters. Like, no. Do I need to see Jeff Goldblum's character who's afraid of flying on the front lines of a resistance <laughs> fighting against aliens? Cool. No, I don't yeah. need to see this. To me, they should have gone smaller. Yeah. yeah. Should have made this a more intimate movie 
And I know Independence Day is about destruction, but you could have something different here. Yeah. Yeah. This is, again, we're tired of sequels yeah. that are the same movies, just yeah. repackaged and dumped on us. Yeah. Stop doing this, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> I, I mean, it's true. It seems like this year we're feeling it a little bit more because every week there's a big $200 million movie and a lot of them are bombing. I mean, look at Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. That thing is probably not even going to make half of its production budget, let alone marketing costs. And again, it took too long. Why are they making this movie now? Yeah. That movie came out, what, eight years ago probably? Yeah, what was that audience for? I, I just don't understand pe- what's People grow there. up, yeah. Yeah. And they're just talking about like Toy Story 4. Like, I love Toy Story, but like, is it too late for that? That'll and do you gang- on a good note. That'll yeah. do gangbusters. I mean, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Pixar, Pixar, yeah. Disney, well, look they, at they have that Finding Dory. Everyone yeah. before that came out was like, oh, this is like... That was forever. That was yeah. like 13 years. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, th- what's the difference? They made a fantastic film that people will go see. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The movie has to be great. Everything around it is just fluff. The marketing, the trailers, the posters, the toys, that is all fluff. You need the base of a solid movie and then everything else will fall into place. Yeah. But it seems like Hollywood nowadays is like, let's focus on all this other stuff. And then the movie? Ah, who cares about the movie? Well, and let's just throw our name on it. Like, um, Cloverfield. I love the first one. I actually yeah. enjoyed the second one. But there's no way that's even a proper sequel to the first one. All oh, they did no. was have their own movie and they just slapped in the title Cloverfield 2. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. And they're like, yeah, this is the same universe. But we yeah. all know that's a completely yeah. different movie. And yeah. they just threw on Cloverfield to up, up the sale. Yeah. You know, the thing with right? Cloverfield, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, yeah. I loved it for the first, like, 90%. Yeah. And the last 10% felt like a completely different film. See, it did go a little different there. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, it totally seems like something else outside of the universe of the original Cloverfield that we've all seen. Yeah. So, this movie, too, this is leftover scenes from a Transformer movie with right? an Independence Day tag on it. Yeah. And they've reshot around some of the original that characters. Sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. what are you giving this for a rating? <laughs> um, I would give it out of 10, 2.5. I want to sit at a 2. Wow. This is not I it more a, than you. It's hard to say. I Again, I do not like this rating system we have. <laughs> I like something that's a bit more binary. That's like, yes, it's like see it or don't see it. Yeah. Would and you recommend see it? No, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> Would going you to recommend this. rent it? Maybe. Would you recommend if it was on TV? No, it's too long <laughs> to be on TV to sit there for. If this falls onto Netflix, check it out. It's worth kind of a watch. It's a terrible story. The movie's not great. <laughs> you're but... a great salesman. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you're a fan of the original, you like seeing some of the characters come back, yeah. revisiting some of the concepts. It's good for that. It hits a bit on the nostalgia. The first 20 minutes, like I said, I enjoyed. Beyond that, when that orb comes out of the wormhole, I'm like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> yeah. This is a different movie. Yeah. That's when it goes south for me. The problem is, is like I said this before, with giving number rating systems, I probably would have given this a slightly better rating, but I gave Batman vs. Superman 5 out of 10. So I have to be relative <laughs> on this scale. Yeah, I think I gave Ninja Turtles 2 or 3 as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm really hammering at movies, and I do not like being this human. <laughs> yeah, um, I was going to say, like the first bit was kind of cool because it was like a sequel to a disaster film, and we actually got to see the aftermath of that disaster taking place and it was cool to see like okay we're using this technology and now we have bases on the moon and we have like spaceships and we have all this cool technology from that um, disaster and i thought that's kind of cool and you know i thought they'd go with that more and it just felt like felt kind of like star warsy a little bit like with the different lasers like not like (laughs) in a good way but you could definitely see when they're shooting the lasers and then the guy's like in the ship and he's like i'm shooting it felt like they're like ripping off the Force Awakens, kind of like a cheap like 
Eastern European knockoff of the Force Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if Borat was like Kazakhstan made a Force Awakens, it felt like that. <laughs> like not not I know like Tim's gonna hate me now because I mentioned these two movies in the same sentence, <laughs> but I'm definitely saying one is better than the other. However, and here's the thing too: you can have a bad movie and still be entertaining and fun. There's a ton of them out there where you know you see them and you're like, oh, this movie's terrible, but you still have fun. For me, Batman and Robin, you know, I think is a terrible film, but I have fun when I watch it. This movie, I didn't even have fun. You know, I watch a lot of movies, and I normally can find, like, some good stuff about yeah. them. This one, it was just, maybe it was because of my nostalgia for the first one. Like, if this was called, like, Memorial Day or Thanksgiving, and it was just the exact, like, it's just a whole different movie, <laughs> I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit better. But because I'm constantly comparing it to the first one, right. it falls flat in every way to the first one special effects characters story everything the yeah. first one is just far 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 superior it's, it's not even comparable and i hate that it kind of cheapens the first one right you know like because of it yeah. i you know because now when you watch it like, oh will smith is alive but he dies in 20 years because he flies a plane into a building that's so bad all right well that's independence day another week another sequel flop <laughs> yeah. Hopefully get something good out of Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Star Trek. So our next sequel is coming Trek. down yeah. the pipe. I'm, I'm excited for Ghostbusters. I mean, I like the director. I like the people in it. I haven't seen Ghostbusters since I was a kid. Uh-huh. So I don't have this like huge attachment to it that other people do. I yeah. mean, I think we should rewatch those films before yeah. we do that. I mean... Sure. I, I love those films when I was a kid. Love, but... I loved everything. The, the figures, the movies, yeah. the, even the spin-off cartoon, Extreme yeah. Ghostbusters. Oh, that was the loved best. It. Yeah. So cool. It's good yeah. stuff. So next week we're going to be talking DC Rebirth. Oh, yeah. Oh, so going through that in a lot of wait. detail, the June releases. Yes. And Sanjay is now back on the podcast. I'm back full time, so I'll be with you waiting through that afterbirth as we get through the Rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure talking comics and movies with you guys. For the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. This sounds like a cat. We've totally given up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I like that you brought it back. We're yeah. going retro. Yeah, we're going retro, just like Independence Day 1. I love it. All right, guys, we are out. Nice. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts, Tim, Sunday, and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM1912Podcasting and Troy, the boy 87